Hey yo guys, I'm Mason, the Blind Wrestling Fan, and this is Wrestling in the Dark, where it's time to say Happy New Year Wrestling Fans. The mistakes of 2020 are behind us. It's time for New Year's resolutions. We've got a whole new year ahead of us. So what better time to take a look at the top five things that WWE shouldn't do this year. Number five, stop making people look stupid. The 24-7 division. Lana getting put through a million tables and then written out of her own storyline. Retribution's awful booking, Randy Orton and The Fiend playing hide and seek in what should have been an intense feud, Elias being mad at Jeff Hardy for running him over when he clearly didn't, Otis just about managing to catch the money in the bank briefcase and then losing it to Miz later that year, Miz and Morrison doing crap accents, Matt Riddle acting like he only has half a brain. There are so many examples of people being made to look like absolute idiots in 2020 and whilst it might sound like a miserable bastard who doesn't want comedy in my wrestling there's a difference between something that makes me go oh that was funny and something that makes me want to scoop out my own eyeballs with a melon ball I honestly don't mind comedy in my wrestling I just don't think that it's too much to ask that it's actually funny how are we ever supposed to believe that people like Drew Gulak, Akira Tozawa and anybody else wrapped up in the 24-7 division is ever going to be a legitimate contender again after chasing round R-Truth trying to capture a worthless belt for over a year? Matt Riddle has transformed from someone that was a chilled out, laid back badass that could switch on the intensity once he got between the ropes into a brainless fool that just sticks bro in front of everything and somehow we're supposed to find it hilarious. Whatever they do with comedy in 2021, they need to make sure that it's actually funny and not just utterly ridiculous because so many people on the roster have been damaged by getting put in these comedy angles. Number 4 relying on part-timers and legends to pop ratings. It's not a hot take to say that WWE need to focus on the future and not the past. With Raw hitting an all-time ratings low in the last few weeks, rather than doing what NXT are doing with New Year's Evil, putting on a stack show with must-see matches, showcasing the future of the brand, they're having a Legends Night, which will pop ratings for one night and do nothing in the long term. Roman Reigns is on a golden run right now. He's doing the best work of his career. And going into WrestleMania, the leading rumour is that we're going to get Reigns versus Goldberg. I understand why people want Reigns versus The Rock. The Rock is arguably the biggest name in wrestling. He's a mainstream megastar and also happens to be a member of Roman's family, which is the centrepiece of Roman's gimmick right now. It makes sense. But if we can't have that match, then why, with Daniel Bryan, Big E, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Alistair Black, and many more names that could really benefit from a main event push on SmackDown, are we looking at a situation where Reigns might be facing someone who wrestles once a year? If you really want Reigns to face a legend, you've got Rey Mysterio on SmackDown, and guess what? Rey Mysterio has his family there, so if you want to lean into the family drama, you've got that ready, waiting, and you can get some great stuff out of it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not completely against veterans getting a time to shine. Look at MVP. Last year, he came back 
and became a full-time member of the roster. And along with Shelton Benjamin, who was doing nothing before, they turned Bobby Lashley and Cedric Alexander into stars with the Hurt Business. But on the other hand, you get characters like The Fiend, who started off the year in a weird, trippy, cinematic match with John Cena, vanquishing Cena from the WWE altogether, and then ended the year getting burnt alive by Randy Orton, who didn't need that win. And I will fight you to the death on that point. If The Fiend had won that match, we'd have been looking at a situation where he'd defeated John Cena and Randy Orton in the same year. Shit, after that, all he'd have needed to do was get rid of Brock Lesnar and he'd have got through all three of WWE's big bosses. And that takes me through to my point about Brock Lesnar. We don't need to see him come back and squash anyone. I could easily see a situation where they bring him back and have him have a rematch with Drew McIntyre or get tempted to do Lesnar Reigns again and I just don't want to see it. There are so many talented people on that roster that they could make stars out of rather than relying on legends and part-timers to try and pop the ratings. Number 3. Broken Friendship Feuds Look, I understand that they struck gold with Gargano and Ciampa. It was one of the best feuds of the last decade. It put NXT on my radar, drew me in, and now I'm a massive fan of NXT, and I'm sure that I'm not the only person that this will be the case for. But since then we've had Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, Sasha and Bailey, Sonya and Mandy, they almost did it with Tucker and Otis before dropping it completely, they're now doing it with Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez, and teasing doing it with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, and it needs to stop. If they're great friends off screen and they've got chemistry, that's great, it'll allow them to work together better, put together great matches, but when you go back to the well too many times, you've got the law of diminishing returns. Each time it happens, it's not as impactful, it's not as dramatic, and when someone like my partner who isn't into wrestling at all knows that this is something that they do quite often, then they're doing it too much. They just need to find different ways to tell compelling stories rather than using the same template over and over again. Number two, no more Miz TV. If I have to watch one more Miz TV or any other wrestler has a chat show segment, then I'm going to go insane. At this point, whether it's Miz TV, The Dirt Sheet, The Moment of Bliss, The Kevin Owens Show, they all bleed into one. They're boring, formulaic, predictable, and they bring the show to a standstill. They kill all the momentum and they all play out the same. Miz TV in particular is so unbearable at times. Nightmare Before TLC, I'm looking at you. Everyone just stands around and talks and it ends up in a match and we all know what's going to happen from the moment it begins and I just can't stand it. And really, that's all I've got to say about it. Number 1. NXT call-ups with no plan in place. From now on, they need to keep people in NXT unless they've got a 3-6 to six month plan in place for them. Over the last few years, the list of failed call-ups that had so much potential in NXT and are now doing nothing on SmackDown or Raw is endless. 
This year, they absolutely ruined Matt Riddle. They gave Dominic Dijakovic and Mia Yim masks, silly new names, stuck them in retribution, and proceeded to bury them beyond belief. And then you get the curious case of Keith Lee, who was brought to Raw, given new music, new gear that everybody hated, beat Randy Orton, which made people think that there was big things coming his way, did nothing for a few months, got beat by Miz and Morrison, and is just about starting to gain some momentum now that he's due to face Drew McIntyre next week. As a long-term fan of NXT, the way people are treated on the main roster actually makes it harder to invest in the black and gold brand. Because in all likelihood, when people like the members of the Undisputed Era, Io Shirai, Gargano, Champa, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Pete Dunne, Bronson Reed or anyone else on that stacked, stacked roster is called up, they're going to lose everything that makes them special because they'll be turned into a bastardised, watered down version of themselves or given a completely different character and their history in NXT won't even be referenced. All they need to do is have a solid plan in place rather than having a knee-jerk reaction to low ratings and calling people up to try and fix that. It's not too much to ask to have some consistency in the people that you're invested in. Those were my top 5 things I don't want WWE to do in 2021. But if you want to let me know what you don't want them to do then you've got options. You can. Drop your thoughts in the comments section, find, follow and get in touch via Twitter at Mason underscore W-I-T-D or email wrestlinginthedark at gmail.com. That's all we've got time for today guys, so Happy New Year once again. Thanks for your time, but for now I'm off and you should have a good one.